0: One of the questions that I just got to know is who are you fellowshipping with? How many of you know (laughs) Amos 3 and 3, it asks the question, how can two walk together except (laughs) they both agree? So who are you walking in fellowship with? Uh, We're getting ready to deal with this issue in just one second, one minute, one moment. But again, I want to say again to those who are just tuning in, thank you for joining my podcast and my YouTube live. Um, are the Pearlie Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. We're getting ready to deal with this issue. We're getting ready to deal with it right now. But we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being together with us, for being in the midst of us, Lord God. We just ask, Father, that, that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit of the living God um, is saying to us again today, this day, in Jesus' name, we pray. Give us a rhema word, Father. Give us a revelation. Give us revelation knowledge of the word that's getting ready to come forth this second, this minute, and this moment. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you again. We're getting ready to get into it. My question to you is, who are you fellowshipping with? If I had to give it a title, it would be The Power of Agreement and Fellowship. How many of you know that Amos 3 and 3 NLT says, Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? (laughs) How many of you know that the Bible tells us, he said, Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So it tells me that if we're going the wrong direction, (laughs) that's because we're walking in agreement with the wrong spirit. Oh, we getting ready to get going here now. So, Amos 3 and 3 said, um, how can two walk together except they both agree or except they going in the same direction? The New American Standard Bible verse says, do two people walk together unless they have agreed to meet? <laughs> how many of you know it's so important who we fellowship with? To fellowship with someone, how many of you know you have to walk in agreement with them? If we fellowship, and Jesus said, if we, um, this is the message Jesus had to say in First John 1, through 5-7, he says, and this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, yet we still walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. You know, to fellowship with God, we must live a lifestyle based upon his truth. We have to fellowship with God. How many of you know that we have to walk in agreement with God, and there's no condemnation. You know that this is a teachable moment. We're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. We're getting ready to jump another level up here, right? Um, but I want to put punch this in because when we do not obey the word, we are walking in darkness. This is where this sense of not having no purpose comes from. This is you know, Proverbs talk about a man without a vision cast off restraints and run wild, right? And so we have a lot of hopeless people, a lot of visionless people, because how can we know where we're going and what we're doing if we're not walking in fellowship and in agreement with the God who created us and gave us the good plan and purpose for our lives? I'm just, I'm talking about what Proverbs says when he says, um, lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. That's what the word of God tells us. So how can we know where we're going or what we're doing if we're not walking in agreement and in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ? So how do we do this? By obeying his word. Um, Jesus said he resists the proud. God said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to those that will humble themselves. Right? We have to submit ourselves to God before we can even resist the devil and he'll flee. So we're having racket in our lives, trauma, turmoil, drama, turmoil, conflict, strife. Um, we can't walk in agreement with the devil and resist the devil. Somewhere somewhere in life, we have to let go of the pride and say, God, I give up. I cannot figure this out. I don't know which way I'm going and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I surrender because you created me and you have the blueprints to my life. How many of you? How many of you guys believe that? right? So who are you walking in agreement with? How can two walk together except they both agree? So the Bible says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. The son cleanses from all sins. So when we're walking in obedience to God's word, we're walking in fellowship with him. And when we're walking in disobedience to God's word, we're walking in darkness. And when we're walking in darkness, we're going to stumble and we're going to fall. We're going to have no sense of purpose. We're going to have no sense of direction. We're going to feel like we're not going to have a vision because at night when you can't see, you can't have a vision, right? So when we walk in obedience to God's word, we walk in fellowship with him. Um, It it goes on, we must submit ourselves to God though before we can walk in agreement and fellowship with God. If anyone says, I know God, but does not keep his commands, he is a liar. This is what First John two and four tells us. So if I say that I'm walking in fellowship with God, that I know Him, because the fellowship with someone means to commune with them, you know, to spend time with them. There's no. How many of you know there's no way to be in fellowship with God and walk in obedience? You can't fellowship with God and, and walk in and disobedience at the same time. When, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. So when we're walking in fellowship, that means we're, we're walking in agreement. In order to walk in fellowship, we have to walk in agreement, right? For how can two walk together except they both agree on the direction in which they're going in? So if we're walking in the wrong direction. That's because we're not, not walking in agreement with what he says. There, hold on. Now, you know, there is no condemnation. There's no Promise me you won't run when correction comes. There is no condemnation. Okay, John 3, 21 says, But whosoever practice the truth, it comes into the light, so that it may be seen clearly that what he has done has been accomplished in God. How do we practice the truth? By acting on the truth. <laughs> when we read it, see, the Bible tells us, he said it's not just the do- hearer of the word that's blessed, but it's, it, it's not the hearer of the word that's blessed, but it's the doer. So we can't not to be hearers only, but a doer of the word, because it's the doer of the word that's blessed. Why is this? Because unless we do the word, we're not going to experience the manifestation of the promise. And until we do what He say, we're not being obedient to what He say. Right? <laughs> I don't know about you, but the gospel is simple to me, and I try to preach it as simple as I possibly can because I. He told us to come like a little child I want to teach in such a way that a child any child that knows how to read and can and any type of comprehension can be at any age can be able to understand what the spirit of the living god is saying right there is no age in him okay john 832 says once again but whosoever practiced john 321 but whosoever practices the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen clearly that what he has done has been accomplished in God. How do we practice the truth? By acting on the truth. How do, how do, we, how do we act on the truth? We got to walk in agreement and in fellowship with God because how can two walk together? Except they both agree. I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about walking in agreement and fellowship with God. But we're getting ready to get into some, we're getting ready to get into the other side of the story here in just a minute because we need to know who we're walking in agreement with and who we're walking in fellowship with, right? So if anyone says that I know him but does not keep his command, he is a liar. And the truth is not in him. This is first, John 2 and 4. So we can't say that we know God and we live a lifestyle opposite to God. How many of you know we can know about God and not know God? <laughs> There's a difference. Let's not get it confused. Because we can, even demons believe the Bible say in tremble, right? We're not talking about knowing about God. We're talking about, here we're talking about walking in agreement with God. And the only way we can walk in agreement with God only is to walk in fellowship with him, in communion with him. Jesus will say, I only, when you see me, you see the father also, because I only say what he, I hear him say, I only do what I see him do, Right? So as disciples and ambassadors and ministers or reconciliators, we're supposed to see, say what he say, right? Do what we see him do in the, according to the word, right? As disciples, but I think the problem has been we really haven't been making disciples. Jesus said, go out and make other disciples. I think we've been making more church cores than disciples. And church cores, there's no condemnation, but i um uh uh they're not really interested in they they minister to the saints but disciples they're going to minister to the world but he never said make church members he never said make church members he said to make disciples go and make disciples disciples are going to mimic what Christ did we're supposed to Jesus should be our mentor and we should follow him, follow the Lord Jesus Christ, follow his example, because that's what he came to do. He came to make disciples, to teach them to do what he did, right? He said, greater work shall you do, because it's going to be more of us. It was, it's going to be more of us. He wants us to go and multiply and make other disciples, because the more disciples we have, the more work we can do. Come on now. So, uh, um, are, are we making disciples? Or are we making church members? Because disciples are going to go, they're going to want to go and lay hands on the sick. Not just those that's in the building, but those that's outside the building. He didn't say make church members. He said make disciples. This is what the fivefold ministers are in this church for, to prepare and equip um, the, the saints for the work of the ministry. Are the people being prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry, or is it just for for the work of the building? As disciples, ambassadors, and ministers of reconciliation, people can, should be being prepared and equipped. They should be de- being developed for the work of the ministry so people can grow and walk in and be developed, know who they are in Christ, so they too can go into the world and preach the gospel. It's not about holding people hostage, wanting them to stay at your church for 30, 40 years. That's that's not production. Dead things don't grow, right? Right. We're supposed to be reproducing, making disciples of Jesus Christ, mimicking him, teaching the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ, not building a sermons on metaphors. You have a whole sermon built on metaphors for Christ's sake. Faith cannot come in that because there's no word in that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But if the word of God is not being preached and taught, then there's no faith in Faith is not going to be coming. And we ourselves as believers, born again believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, it has to be a daily walk. When he's talking about walking and he's talking about steps, he's talking about lifestyle, our everyday lifestyle living. John 8, 32 says, once again, uh, Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me would never walk in darkness. But have the light of light. We, when we don't follow God, we walk in darkness. Again, having no sense of purpose, like a man without a vision, who casts off restraints around. Wow, how can we know where we're going? How can we know what we're doing? If we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, if we're not having, if we're not in fellowship with God, and we're not walking in agreement with God, we're walking in disobedience to God. And when we're walking in disobedience to God, we're walking in rebellion towards God. So to walk in fellowship with God, we have to walk in obedience to God. But to walk in obedience with God, we have to love God. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. And so I like to tell people the way we can measure our love for God is by our obedience to God. Right? There's no condemnation because today is another day that we get to do what the word of God says. It's easy. Right? So, Father, we come before you and we say, Lord, we're sorry. I, I, I want to talk about the the um, power of agreement also. So we're talking about we just finished talking about how to walk in agreement with God by following what his word says. So we have to know in order to know God's good, acceptable and perfect will for our lives, we have to renew our mind to the word of God. Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So are you walking in fellowship with God? Because when we're walking in fellowship with God, we should be having some vision. When we're walking in fellowship with God, we should be able to be walking in the light. We should be walking in truth. And when we're walking in fellowship with God, that spirit of deception will have no place in our lives. This is why I say don't let the television steal your vision. Don't let the television tell you your vision. Because a lot of us were bought, we bought into the lie and we and started talking about the word God news the good news we're talking about the world news did you hear what they say on the world news uh, but I, 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 but see, uh, he, the good news has already told me about the world news. So when we get up in the morning, there's no condemnation. But it's so important that we acknowledge the God who who gave us breath to breathe, strength to live, move. Us. Remember, it's in Him, and because of Him, the Word tells us that we live, move, and have our being. The very breath that we breathe comes from the God from the God who God who created it, us. He come it comes from the God who created us so the you know God may, will wake us up on perfect purpose for a purpose to fulfill his good plan and purpose for our lives this is why this is why we have to fellowship with him and we have to walk in agreement with him so we can walk in the light as he is in the light. How can two walk together? Except they both agree. Who are you walking in agreement with? If when my lifestyle is out of sync with him, that's because I'm not walking in obedience to him. And when we find ourselves blinded and in darkness and depressed and all this other kind of mess, it's because we've taken our focus off of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's, Jesus said, in this world we're gonna have some tribulations, but if we keep our mind stayed on Him, Jesus said He will keep you in perfect peace because the peace that God gives us does not come from the world. In other words, it's not coming from my circumstances. You know, when things are bad, then I'm sad. When things are good, then I'm happy. I'm glad. No, the you can have peace. I'm telling you. I'm t- I'm here to testify to you that the word of God is true because I've tasted and seen and I've I've experienced the goodness the peace of God that passes all understanding I'm here to testify on behalf of Abba father my heavenly father that his word is true I'm telling you he can give you peace in the midst of your storm and you won't even know why or how you got, got that peace who are you walking with second Corinthians six and fourteen says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership or fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness or with wickedness or what fellowship does light have with darkness they don't have anything in common he says do not be unequally yoked together don't come into don't walk in agreement don't walk in fellowship with unbelievers for what partnership because how many of you know? The Bible says if we hang with evil, we'll become evil. <laughs> this is why your association, are you guilty by association? This is if someone saw your life, would you be guilty? Would you be found guilty as being a believer of Jesus Christ? If someone, you know, could can could, can they accuse you? As being a believer you know um when the when the disciples uh, scattered after Jesus was crucified and and everyone scattered and, and I think it was Peter that went to sit around the, around the fire I' uh, trying to warm himself and he was trying to hide himself because he didn't want them to know that he was with Jesus <laughs> that's when he denied him three times um and they was like he's one of him he's one of them he's one of the disciples and he Peter was like no no I'm not no they said yes he is because he even talked like them you know <laughs> look at this that what a compliment what a compliment to be accused of being a believer that is one of the highest honor you can receive someone said uh, uh one of my one of uh, there was a wicked person that said to about me one day they said um, they hide behind the bible I said lord I sure, you, it's a you you really need to be glad that i'm hiding behind the bible <laughs> it's my life <laughs> It's everything. It's in him and because of him that I live, move, and have my being. Yes, that was a compliment when they said that I hide behind the Bible. What they're saying is I go to the rock for everything. I go to the word for everything. The only reason I can be kind to you who's wicked is because I'm hiding behind the rock. (laughs) I'm hiding. The word of God is my rock, my refuge, my hiding place. That's the only reason I can continue to be kind to you. Is because my life is built on the rock. (laughs) And I understand and I believe that no weapon formed against me can prosper. And I understand what the word of God say when he say, vengeance is mine, said the Lord, and I shall repay. Probably I just need you to continue doing as I say do. I need you to continue to walk in the light as I am in the light. Your haters ain't going to understand but you can't give no place, shut out the chatter, and keep walking in fellowship with him. It's not your job to get even. God said, I got that. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Right? You guys go back and listen to my video, Shipwreck Relationship. And I'm talking about how you have to love some people from a distance. And it's those wicked people that's bent on, set on your demise. I was talking about King Saul and David and how... King Saul spent the rest of his life trying to kill David. He was wicked. His heart was wicked. His heart was wicked. And he went to a reprobate mind. He was so bent on doing wicked. He, he tried to kill him without a cause because he was enemy. He was wicked. And wicked people you cannot have around you. Wicked people wish you dead and they're out for your demise. They want to destroy your marriage, your character, your ministry, everything in sight. King Saul wanted to kill David because he hated him and wished him dead because, not because David had did anything to him, but because of his own wicked, evil heart. He went and he ended up with a reprobate mind. That's where he went. His mind was so reprobate that he thought that God was still helping him. He went to a soothsayer, to a witch, to a fortune teller. He departed from the presence of God. He killed eight priests, 86 priests, I believe it was. The king who once was anointed by God turned his back, allowed envy to come in him, turned his back on God, and became an enemy to God and said continually, he spent the rest of his life trying to kill David, who had did no harm to him. And that's what a wicked, God hate a wicked heart that despite the plan and scheme and plot evil. King Saul had a reprobate mind. Be careful with that. That's why we must forgive. You cannot sit in the seat of unforgiveness. So do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Why is it 2 Corinthians 6.14 is saying, don't be unequally yoked with the unbeliever because the people you hang around is going to affect what you believe. Because see, remember, how can two walk together except they both agree? See, in order to um, part, walk in fellowship with someone, you have to walk, come into agreement with that spirit that's on them. So if they have a wicked evil spirit on them, you have to come into agreement with that wicked, evil spirit that's on them in order to walk in agreement with them. So now your attitude is all messed up and you can't figure out why. Because instead of you influencing them, they influence you. I always tell my kids, don't hang around anyone that you're intimidated by. Because people who you are intimidated by, they can get you to do stuff that you don't want to do. Right? So Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He who walks as a companion with wise men will be wise. It says, hang with the wise, become wise. Hang with fools, become fools. Uh, one translation says. But this is the amplified Bible. Proverbs 13:20. He says, He who walks as a companion with wise men will be wise. But the companion of conceited, dull-witted fools are fools themselves and will experience harm. So in other, the thing that you walk in fellowship with, some I heard someone said to me once, they said, it doesn't matter whether they're good, evil, right, or wrong, I'm going to always be with them. And what they did was they tied their soul, they knitted themselves with that food. They said it didn't matter. They're going to be with them. And so now the spirit that was on them, that wicked spirit that was on them is now on them. They got that same wicked spirit that the other person has. It's, how many of you know that demons don't die? And so demons, they just jump. They have personalities, too. You, you ever been around someone say, like, oh, you just remind me of so-and-so? You know, that's a from our, the real us is our spirit. How many of you know this? We're spirit, soul, and body. we three-part beings, right? We're created in God's image and likeness. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three-part being. Spirit, soul, body. With three, they're three different parts, but yet they're one because they're all in the same body. When the spirit leaves the body, the body ceases to live. That's why the body is left behind in the coffin, right? Because it's the spirit that giveth life. Because the spirit is the real us. We are speaking spirits. How many of you know that when God created the man from the dirt, it wasn't until He breathed, breathed His own life into him that he became a living soul? Genesis one and one, right? It wasn't. It's the breath of God. That's why the devil don't have a right to take your breath because he did not give it to you. Therefore, he does not have a right to take it from you. Therefore, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. Say what God say. By Jesus stripes, you're healed. The blood of Jesus, we declare and decree that the blood of Jesus is over you. Right now, we bind this deaf angel and command it, this lying spirit, to go, to cease and desist. This spirit called coronavirus. You are not a death sentence. In Jesus' name, we declare and decree. Is it the virus is killing or the ventilator is killing? Oops, yep, I said that. There is no condemnation, but we need to open our eyes and walk in the light as he is in the light so we can have fellowship and and the truth is what's going to set us free and keep us from being deceived. Okay, now I'm, I'm trying to stick with this, but whatever you come... In order to walk in fellowship, so if you walk in fellowship with evil... That means you have to walk in agreement with evil. Because the only way you're going to be able to fellowship with a wicked, evil person is if you yourself is a wicked, evil person. So when a wicked, evil person calls you your friend, their friend, that's because you have that same wicked, evil spirit as them, right? Because light and darkness don't have any fellowship. So you're for the truth and you're for what's right? That anointing is going to destroy the yoke. It's going to break up that friendship. You don't have to do anything. You know, when my mom became a believer and she had a Damascus Street experience, my mom didn't say, hey, I'm saved now, you guys, so y'all got to stay away. That's not what she said. That anointing that was on her life, because she was in the light and we was in darkness, it was hard for us to fellowship with her. We didn't have the same spirit, and she definitely wasn't going to compromise. It wasn't until we became born again that we was able to fellowship again with my mom. It's not that she was super spiritual, super supernatural. She wasn't doing that. She was herself. You know, she she wasn't preaching to us or nothing like that. She was. It was just the God that was inside of her that was well that was repelling us. <laughs> How many of you know that when you're saved for real, and when sinners come around, they should feel convicted and they should not. They shouldn't feel comfortable when you come into the presence. That's why when Jesus came into Zacchaeus' house, he began to repent. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today's salvation has come to your house. And when Jesus came into Zacchaeus' house, he's the tax collector. He started, he got convicted. He was converted. He was talking about, I'm going to pay him back and I'll pay back double those that I stole from or whatever. But when Jesus comes into your house, when Jesus comes into your heart, I'm talking about for, for real. There's going to be some transformation. This is why I say repentance is evident. The Bible teaches us, he said, Godly sorrow brings up true repentance. When you're sorry to God, not sorry because you got caught, but you're sorry to God, that's when true repentance can take place. That's when real change, you're not just saying you're sorry because you're trying to get something you want. Because that's not true repentance. And this is why I tell people when I talk about forgiveness, um, unless a person gets delivered, they're still the same. You know, that devil might can just try to hide for a minute, but as soon as the chance comes, that demon's gonna pop, that wicked spirit is gonna pop right back up because they wasn't really sorry. It says 2 Corinthians 6 14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership can righteousness have with wickedness? Or, what fellowship does light have with darkness? Light and darkness has nothing in common. I'm talking about fellowship. I'm talking about being a friendship, fellowship, because in order to fellowship with something, you have to walk in agreement with it. And we as believers are called to be the light. We're called to this dark, hurting world, but we're called to be a light, not to compromise. Now, when the apostle Paul was talking about, I become all things to all men, yet without sin, he wasn't talking about doing what they did. In other words, if I have to take my shoes off in order to come into your house, I'll take my shoes off to come into your house. If you believe that it's wrong to wear shoes in the floor because of whatever, guess what? When I come to your house, I'm going to take my shoes. Because that's not, that's not what it's about. If you believe that eating pork is wrong, guess what? I'm not going to eat pork in front of you, Okay. Because that's not acting in love. Because the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's not about uh, me me eating pork or not eating pork. That's not going to send me to hell, right? It's me not accepting Jesus Christ. That's the centerpiece. So, but if you believe this, then I'm not going to hurt your conscience. Because if you say you're doing this unto the Lord Jesus Christ, unto God our Abba Father, He is the one who's able to, You know, he's it's acceptable unto him, or you're doing it unto him. So I'm not going to do anything to offend you or to cause, because that's not what it's about. My main concern is, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? So if I have to take my shoes off to get to you, to minister to you, to witness to you, to serve you, or whatever, I'm going. If I can't eat meat or whatever when I come to your house, hey, that's fine. It's not about that. My main objective is to understand and know. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to matter. That's the only, everything that we have on earth is on lease. Even if you got the title, it don't matter because we can't take none of this stuff with us. That's the only only thing that's going to matter at the end of the day. When you see people in a coffin, you don't see none of those things with them. And even the very clothes on their back is going to be left in that coffin. My main concern as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, a minister, a reconciliator, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, the only thing I really, really want to know is, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ and are you walking in fellowship and are you walking in agreement with him? Because in order to walk with evil, you have to come into agreement with evil. If you hang with wise, you're going to become wise. But if you hang with evil, you're going to become evil. Why? Because to hang with something, you have to become just like it. Otherwise, you can't have fellowship. How can two walk together except they both agree? If you're evil and not evil, we're not going to be able to walk in agreement. I'm going to have to be evil like you. Right? This is what makes gangs effective. Everyone has to be willing to do the evil that the leader do. Everyone has to be walking in agreement with the evil. There's power in agreement. And God knows this. Where two or three are joined together, He said He's in the midst of it, right? But the Tower of Babel, He had to destroy the Tower of Babel because He knew when people come into agreement, there's nothing they can't build. So He had to destroy that Tower of Babel. God came down and looked at it, the Bible says, to see what they were doing. (laughs) Are you building a Tower of Babel? What are you walking in agreement with? Um, The Christian Standard Version says, wise friends make you wise, but you hurt yourself by going around with food, uh, by going around with fools. Be careful of what you uh, uh, tie your soul to. um, We've all seen it. Um, Someone come into agreement with someone, um, they talking like them, they acting like them. so oh, you sound just like so-and-so. Why? Yes, because... They they sow that tie that their, their soul to that person. They walk in agreement with them. More or less they say your God would be my God. Like Ruth said to Naomi, your God will be my God. You know, wherever you go, I will go. You know, we have to be careful with that. Be careful of your who you're coming into agreement with. We as believers we're called to the world. Uh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And as God is, so are we in this world, right? We're supposed to be mentors, disciples. We're called, we're called to stand out, not to fit in, okay? We're called to be a light in the midst of this dark, hurting world. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget what our role is as an ambassador. We're not called to compromise. We're not called to do what the world do. I don't when I was accused of hiding behind the Bible, that was the greatest compliment I ever received. Could they convict you of being a Christian? Could they convict you of being a disciple of Jesus Christ? They was able to tell who Peter was. He was saying, no, I'm not with them. Not. And he said, yes, they are. We could tell by the way you talk. Hmm. Can they tell, Will you? can they find would you be found guilty by your lifestyle, by your fellowship by the agreement that you have when you walk, would they be able to say oh you're one of them I can tell by the way you talk I can tell by the way you live I can tell by the way you walk you're one of them you're one of them, you're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, what a compliment that's what Peter denied him three times I said, no, what a compliment. But those who choose to live for Christ, he said, you're going to suffer persecution. Why? Because the same demons that walked the earth when Jesus was here, how many of you know that they're still here? Devils don't die. (laughs) When a person dies, those spirits get up and leave. You know, if it was was a a demon spirit using Hitler, he just got up and went on to someone else and used someone else. (laughs) Devils don't die. You know, remember the demoniac man that was demon-possessed, and when Jesus came on the scene, it was like, Why did you come to torment us? And that's how we should be as believers. The anointing of God should be on our lives. That when we come around people that demon-possessed, it should torment them. Demons should not be comfortable in the presence of the Holy Ghost. But they do it all the time. They come and sit right next to us. The devil should not be comfortable in the presence, if, if it's really the presence of the Holy Ghost. They should, demons, pe- wicked, evil people should not feel comfortable around you. Not because you're being super, super duper religious, not because you're quoting Bible verses, but because of the anointing that's on your life, because of the spirit that's on the inside of you. The word of God says that, the, that his spirit bears witness with our spirit to let us know that we are sons of God. The Holy Spirit in you should be repelling that wicked, demonic spirit. You have nothing in common. And that's why you don't get along. It's not where you did anything to anyone. It's just that that war that was in heaven has now come down to earth. You know, when Satan was kicked out of heaven and a third of the angels came with him, the war is still going on. The spirit of God is in the earth. It's in us, right? And so that devil in the world sees the God in us because he ain't he already got the ones that don't know, know God. Because he who has not the spirit of God is none of his. We're not all God's children. We are all God's creation. But Romans tells us that he who has not the spirit of God is none of his. There's no condemnation because this, this is a quick fix. We can fix this before we end today. Romans 10, 9 and 10. The Bible tells us that whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died, that he is the son of God, and that he is rose, then we are saved. We must believe that. That Jesus is the only way to the Father. What if I'm right and you're wrong? What do you have to lose by believing that what I'm saying is true? Ask the Father if what I'm saying is true. Proverbs thirteen twenty, John three nineteen, And this is the verdict. The light has come into the world. But men love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. So when people don't want to be converted, when people don't want to change, he said, this is the verdict. The light has come into the world. You know, God has put people in your life to say, hey, why don't you give your life to Christ? But men refuse to come because they love the darkness. They love living that lifestyle, that simple lifestyle, rather than coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, coming to the light, because their deeds were evil. But how many of you know, even if your deeds are evil, You can come to the light. You come just as you are because it's not by your righteousness that we are born again. Our righteousness outside of Jesus Christ is as filthy rags. We must come through the blood of Jesus. Don't be thinking that. I don't know. I used to think that I had to stop fornicating, stop doing this and all this stuff first while I come to Christ. But if I could fix myself, what do I need him for? Then that would give me something to boast about. But it's not by works, lest any man should be able to boast. But it's by grace that we're saved. Grace and faith that we're saved. It's not by works. It's not by my own righteousness. I'm not saved because I was a good person. I'm saved because Jesus Christ was a good person. His blood redeemed us, redeemed our sins. He paid for our sins so we could be born again. So we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And this is the verdict. You come to him any at any state, in any place, any second, any minute, any moment. Since none of us is promised tomorrow, why not come right now? So who are you walking in agreement with? Whatever you walk in agreement with, that's the spirit that you have fellowship with. So, you know, isn't that what we try to keep our, teach our kids? Um... I don't want you hanging around this person. It's not because you're better than. It's just that the influence that's on their life is not good. And if you hang... That's what we were trying to do, right, trying to. And if you hang with this person, you can become like this person. Because in order to hang with this person, you have to become like this person to walk in fellowship and in agreement with him. You're going to take on the spirit. You're going to take on the characteristics of this spirit. Hang with wise and you can become wise. But if you hang with evil... You're going to become evil because you got to walk in agreement with the evil that's on them. Who are you hanging with? What direction is you walking in? If you're going the wrong way, the good news is we can just repent and turn back around and come the right way. And how do we follow Christ? How do we walk in fellowship and in agreement with him? It's by walking in obedience to what his words say. We have to get back to the word of God. We have to get back. It's just been so much entertainment, so much sugar, so much water. The word has been watered down. And we have to preach the full gospel, not just about heaven, but we have to start talking about hell. And we got to start talking about the blood of Jesus. We're accountable for those things. Who are you walking with?